Hey everyone, uh, thanks for checking us out. This is Clayton from 316 Creative Works, and you are listening to 316 Podcast. Uh, always want to thank the guys on the team. Of course, it's um, our uh, sound guy and producer, Justin, uh, house manager, Danielle, and of course, our creative producer is Esther. Uh, so here we are, huh, at the end of the day, and... You know, there's a lot of things to talk about at the end of the day. The end of the day comes from kind of what's being uh, touted around as a as a business term these days. To talk about what's the most important things, right? It's not the budget or finance, not marketing, it's not sales. But what's the most important thing at the end of the day? And so that's kind of what we're trying to accomplish here. So what are the most important things at the end of the day? So here we are at the, at the, at the front end of uh, 2021. So we're right in the middle of January 2021. Now, if you're just checking this out, I don't need to give you the history of 2020, right? We all know about COVID. We all know about the racial unrest, we all know about uh, political unrest. We all know about social media and fake news and wherever you are on those things. Now, one of the things that was uh, interesting to me as, as I was thinking through the end of 2020 and how magically 2021 came along and everything just suddenly disappeared, right? COVID was gone. Uh, uh, blacks and whites were talking and hugging and everybody's getting along. And uh, we have a new president. Everybody's happy with that. That's not true, right? So that wasn't the truth. And I guess I'm probably as tragically normal of a person as you're going to find, Right? I'm average height. I'm average weight. Today, I'm a little above average weight, right? For a 47-year-old dude, I've got a pretty luscious head of hair. Um, so maybe in some ways, I'm a, I'm a bit more than average. In other ways, I'm certainly a little bit less than average. But for the most part, I'm tragically normal. I'm just an average kind of guy. And so I was thinking a lot about 2020 and moving into 2021. And I started thinking about truth. Because can both sides be right if there is a truth? I mean, is fake news true or is it not true? And before I go any, any further into that, just, just so you know, I was, uh, I was raised normal, I guess, right? As dysfunctional as anybody else. Uh, certainly wasn't extraordinary. We, we didn't have a lot of money, but we weren't homeless. So somewhere between a millionaire and living on the streets, just like everybody else, right? I mean, my, <clears throat> my dad was a 40-year was a career steel mill worker in Chicago. It's pretty average. My mom 
she was a, a school bus driver. <clears throat> and she became a school bus driver so that she could pay for her kids, my, my two sisters and mine, for our Christian education. That's pretty extraordinary. That, that wasn't that common. But I had two parents that worked, and I went to a pretty normal Christian private school. So we weren't part of the rich kids. We were certainly part of the poor kids. We went to church. I was raised in the church, uh, a, a pretty normal, standard, evangelical church. Um, they were a little bit more bent on outreach than other churches in our community. And that's actually how, how my mom uh, became a Christian. I mean, here's, here's a great story about that. So, so there was this church in a neighboring town that they, they set up a, a young outreach church in the town that my mom lived in. Now, <clears throat> my mom didn't have a great uh, childhood. So when she was 12 years old, this little church started, and, and, and Mondays through Fridays, she would go uh, to school. And Saturdays, she could hang out on the streets with her friends. But on Sundays, everybody went to church except my mom. So in order to get out of the house, she started going, uh, checking out um, this church that just opened on the street. And, and as a 12-year-old girl in the little red farmhouse, she accepted Christ. And so her and eventually her mom, my granny, and uh, my mom's boyfriend, who became my dad, they, they all became Christians. And so <clears throat> my, uh, my mom and dad raised me and my two older sisters in that church. Now, again, we're dysfunctional like everybody else, right? Uh, so that's the worldview I come from. So that's, that's where I s start looking at the world. <clears throat> so my worldview, how I view the world, is from a biblical or a faith-based standard. So went to Christian school, went to a, a good Christian church, um, and so I was raised having read, having been taught Scripture. In the 70s and 80s, pretty normal thing. But here's what happened. Somewhere along the line, that lifestyle wasn't so normal anymore. And it certainly doesn't feel like it's that terribly normal today. So in all of these conversations that we have at the end of the day, I, uh, I, just so you know, I, I, may, I, I come from that worldview. Um, I don't think it's wrong, but I'm always open to conversation, right? I know the Bible. I understand the Bible. I've read it. I continue to read it. It's what they call a growing and living document, not because it changes, but because every time I read it, I get something new. It's, it's a breathing document. And so when I think about my life, when I think about 2020, and I think about moving into 2020, uh, 2021, I, I'm confused at truth. Like I, don't, like, I don't even know what truth is anymore. Like, what, is it, what does truth even mean? It, is truth relative? 
So for example, is my truth different than your truth? Are those, are those different things? How can two truths be different? Isn't truth truth? Look, now I understand that some people have different life experiences. And so your truth being raised a, let's just say a, a black girl in an inner city community, your relative truth or your, uh, the way you were raised is different than me being a lower middle class white kid uh, from the, the far south suburbs of Chicago. So our truths are different only in that we had different lives and different experiences and different things. So I'm not talking about relative truth. Relative truth meaning different parents, different geography, different things. I, I, I understand my truth is probably a privileged truth according to most of America. Because I was a, you know, a, a, a middle class, a lower middle class white kid. I understand that now. I understand what that means. And I agree that my childhood, my, the way I was raised, is probably very privileged in comparison to other people. So I, I, I understand the relativity or the relative truth is different from me to somebody else. Somebody's experience is different than mine. Their worldview may be different than mine. Their education may be different than mine. And so, again, that relative truth is going to be different than my relative truth. So your truth is different than my truth. doesn't mean your truth is wrong or right or my truth is wrong or right. just means we have different realities, different situations. But I'm talking about something deeper, like absolute truths. Like, is there an actual absolute truth? To that, I say, I honestly don't know. Except, except to say this. I know that I don't have the truth. I don't know the truth. Any more than you no truth. Uh, because neither of us was born with an inherent truth. And so this is why faith becomes so important. Or your worldview, how you view truth. For me, I was raised in a Christian home. As dysfunctional as it was, they were still good people. They tried, they failed, they tried some more. They were saved by grace. It was a good childhood. What I'm talking about truth is, is there an actual inherent truth? Is there a, a truth to the universe? Is there a truth to the earth, to the world, to humanity? And again, I don't know, and I don't think you do either, so my opinion on things doesn't matter to you <laughs> as much as your opinion doesn't matter to me. It's not going to change my worldview. But I have to go back to Scripture. 
And I have to think, if there is a truth, it would have to be in there. Now, again, this is my worldview. This is the way I was raised. This is what I now, as an adult, agree to be true in faith. I believe this. But the truth is that there is a truth. And I think that ultimate truth is found in the Bible. Let Let me give an example. Let's say I'm a really great guy. And for your 16th birthday, I'm going to give you the dream car of your choice. A Mercedes, uh, a Beamer, a Porsche, uh, an old classic whatever, right? So, so think of your dream car. It's either a brand new something or an old classic something, or it's a convertible or a pickup or whatever, but it's really expensive. I mean, let's, let's say this vehicle is costing me $100,000, and I'm going to pay that, and I'm going to give it to you debt-free. I'm not asking for anything in return. Here's, here's the only thing that I'm going to ask, is that you take care of that car or that gift I've given you for as long as that car can run. And the only way to do that is to go to the glove box, right, and to pull out the owner's manual and to understand it. Because the way to optimize your relationship with that gift, that car, is to understand the owner's manual. Because the guys who built that car also put together a book called the owner's manual, and it's right there in the glove box. And so all I'm asking you to do, since I've given you this gift, is I'm asking you to pull that owner's manual out, sit back and read it, understand it, understand what kind of oil to put in the car, understand what kind of gas to put in the car, understand how to fix it when it breaks, understand um, how many times you should change the oil, and, and, and everything that you need to know about this gift that I've given you is in the owner's manual. So for that car, the truth is found in the owner's manual. And I can't help but think that that's what the Bible is. Like, like there is a creator. And I don't know, if you haven't read the Bible, you don't, you don't really know, but, but when you look around and you look at humanity, and, and even as broken as it is, you have to realize that, that something put this together. It's too good to have been an accident. It makes too much sense for it to be wrong. This wasn't an, ex- an experience. So if you have no experience with the Bible or f- a faith home or a Christian anything, you have to at least look around and know that there was an intelligent designer, a creator God. That's the guy. That's the spirit. That's the thing that put the owner's manual together. It's called the Holy Bible. Scriptures, right? The script. Scriptura. The the script for life. It's in there. Now, I know, I know. Look, I know it's old and it's dated. And I know that sometimes it seems to contradict itself and it just doesn't make sense. And sometimes it's confusing and hard and the the stories are weird and bizarre. I, I, I get that. But there comes a time when you read it, that it starts to make a little bit more sense. 
And once the Holy Spirit, <laughs> let me say it again, once the Holy Spirit clicks that switch on inside of you, you start to understand it a little bit more to the point where you're even interested in reading more of it and reading more about it and talking about it with other people. That owner's manual that you have in life, you read through it and you talk to your buddies about it and you want to read more of it and you want to understand more of it. That's how great the Holy Bible is. And I think I think there are absolute truths in the Bible. And that's where I have to fall on. I know that people have different truths than mine, different relative truths, different realities. But there is a truth that supersedes all of our truths and that is a creative, intelligent creator of the stars and the heavens and the earth. And that's where the Bible opens in Genesis, right? The origin, the beginnings, Genesis. Genesis 1 begins with this spirit, God, hovering among the darkness, hovering among the abyss. And he comes to this darkness and he says, out of that darkness, let there be light. And so I don't know if it was created in six 24-hour period days or over the course of 6,000 years. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a historian. I don't know. I just know the truth is that God created creation. And for me, that's all the truth I need to know about that. And so then the story of the Bible is really nothing more than just the story of Jesus from, from that creator God and his creation of creation and his creation of mankind and the fall of mankind and the story of those descendants uh, going down from generation to generation to generation to generation and his calling of his people, the Jews of Israel. And out of those people came a young man a young baby named Jesus. And that's where the whole Bible rests on. That's the foundation. And I think that's the truth. And I think that's the truth because whether there's fake news or real news or social media or I had a privileged life or whatever, there's so many relative truths that I don't know about. But I do understand that universal truth, that there is a Savior, and his name is Jesus, and he came from God, and he is God. That's the truth that I have to start with, because that's what it says in the owner's manual. And I'm not smart enough, I'm not an auto engineer, I'm not witty enough to figure life out, so I kind of just have to trust what the owner's manual says about how it came to be and who the Savior is. From there, truth gets built on truth. Now look, I know that a lot of people don't like that truth. And I know that 
the whole Bible is hard to take. I know that there's some outlandish stories. And and in some of these other podcasts, we're going to talk about some of them, you know, as we, as we talk about true life crimes of the Bible, right? Or or, or in talking with, it's mostly faith stories of, of, of people's lives. There's a lot of hard truths in the Bible. But those aren't truths that I've made up. I didn't write it. I didn't create them. It just is what it is in the Bible. And you can argue with those truths, and some you might have a good case in arguing. Others, you're just dead wrong. There's different interpretations and different wordings and stuff, but the truth is, there is truth. And the truth is, there is one absolute truth. And it doesn't matter whether I like that truth or not, that is truth. Let me give an example. I obviously enjoy eating. The actual truth is I, I don't. I just do too much of it. Uh, I'd really like to lose about 50 pounds. Wouldn't that be cool? And my truth is that I love Burger King Whoppers. My dad loved them. I was raised on them. If there's ever a chance to get like two for five bucks, we were going and stocking up on Whoppers. I love Whoppers so much that I would get a double Whopper with cheese and bacon. Oh, man, that's so good. And and I want to believe, I want to believe so bad that those hamburgers are good for me. Not only do I not believe that they're bad for me, I do believe that they're good for me. As a matter of fact, my truth, my belief, is that double Whoppers with cheese and bacon are so good for me that I will eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm so convinced that those hamburgers are so good for me. But I'm wrong. Those hamburgers in that quantity are really bad for you. It will kill you. It says that in the owner's manual, right? Saturated fats, all the carbs, all the cheese, all the, all the bacon, right? But it doesn't matter because that's my truth that I choose to believe. But there is a truth, a real truth, and there's evidence of that truth, that those hamburgers will kill you. Same thing with smoking. I love smoking. It's horrible. It's terrible. I used to smoke cigarettes. Now I smoke occasionally cigars. I need to quit the whole thing. It's not good for me. I don't care what truth I want to believe. The truth is they're bad for me. And the truth is right now it doesn't matter enough that I quit. That's horrible, but that's truth. How do you know if something's true? I'm going to tell you how I know it's true. Something is true because there's evidence of truth. If something's true, there will be evidence of it. If something's not true, if something's fake, if something's false, there may not be evidence that it's false, but there will never be evidence that it's true. Listen, if I thought my wife was having an affair, she either is or she isn't, right? There is evidence of truth one way or the other. Now, she could hide truth, or I could manufacture truth, evidence of. But if I'm being honest, the truth will come out. There will be phone calls or texts, or somehow that truth will bubble to the surface. And so the same thing with the Bible and with God. 
and with Jesus. There's a Holy Spirit, the third person of that Trinity, right? That Holy Spirit is the evidence of the truth of Jesus and of God. And I think, what does the Holy Spirit have to do with any of this? The Holy Spirit is God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that is the evidence of truth. And here's how we know. If you need evidence of the truth of Jesus Christ, you need look no further than my life. I am a life changed because of the truth of Jesus Christ. When I look at my lineage, my, my parents, my grandparents, um, when I look at the fact that 18 years ago next month, 18 years ago, I went to rehab. And who I was raised and who I became and what I'm doing today is so radically different that you cannot tell me there is no Jesus. My faith, though human, is secured on Jesus. That is evidence of a risen Savior. There is truth. That's it. It's not my truth. It's not your truth. It's just the truth. And if you don't want to know that or believe that or accept that, then go eat the hamburger. Whatever. The truth is there is truth. And it's a universal truth. It's not relative truth to me. There is a God. There is a Son and there is a Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, when Jesus was walking this earth and he said, I must go away because if I don't go away, one greater than me cannot come. He was talking about the Holy Spirit because there was a time that God was limited or he limited himself to the temple. God was only in that temple. And then God's presence, his spirit, was alive in the man Jesus, the God Son. He was alive in Jesus. Wherever Jesus was, then God was. But limited to one man, to one space. But now the greatest thing happened. is The Holy Spirit has been unleashed. And now the temple of God is wherever the Holy Spirit resides. And that is with me and with others who believe that and accept that. That is the truth not relative to you or to me. There was a lot of time in my life that I wish it wasn't true. I didn't want to accept what my parents were teaching me. I didn't want to accept the pastors and the school teachers. I didn't want to accept all that as truth. I wanted it to be my truth. I wanted it to be relative. I wanted to go and create my own truth. But the truth is, you can't run from the truth. And so I don't know if there are moral absolutes. I don't know if there is different relative truths. I don't know if your reality is different than mine, making your truth different than mine, but I do know that there is one absolute truth and we have to start there. There is an intelligent creator designer and he wrote the owner's manual. And the more I understand that manual, the better the gift of this life will be. There is an absolute truth. and There's evidence of it. That's, I guess, all I wanted to talk about at the end of the day. So 
I don't know. Maybe you have a different thought. If you do, let me know. 316podcast at gmail.com. Other than that, thanks for sitting down and listening at the end of the day. 316 Creative Works. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, So you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.